At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. We are the Salon Sleuths. My name is Melissa. And my name is Leslie. And we are two women from the Pacific Northwest. We are both curious about paranormals, spirit guides, ghosts, past lives. We are suspicious about true crime, disappearances, and strange phenomenons. We are open to learning about the supernatural and all things we don't understand. Together, we're opinionated with a splash of smartass. Join us to learn. And... Stay curious, stay suspicious, and stay open. Follow Salon Sleuth on all major podcast platforms. Hello, Salon Sleuth fans. Hello, Leslie. How are you today? I am well, Melissa. How are you? I am good. I am glad it's Friday. I've had a really? Lot of- what happened this week? Gosh, you know, I don't really know that I can pinpoint it, but just feel like I get to the end of the week. And, you know, my mother-in-law used to say this thing. She's like, uh, and I don't know if her mother said it or kind of where it came from, but she said, by the end of the day, raising kids, you're like a mare that just wants to be slapped on the ass and put out to pasture. (laughs) By the end of the work week, I am just like, slap me on the ass, put me out to pasture. Let me, let me just, let me be. Yeah. So I just feel tired. I don't know. You're an active person. And you always have like fun things on the weekend that you're doing. So I don't know. You do too. But um, I did feel so yesterday I worked all day. Then I um, did a bunch of van stuff, getting our RV ready to go. Then I went to Target, ran, went to Home Depot, did all this stuff. And then I came home. Everybody was sitting outside, which by the way, I got to tell you about that. Everybody's sitting outside. I sat down for five minutes. Everybody's like, oh, time to go in. I go upstairs and go to bed. I was like, wait, I didn't even have like a hot second to relax. I just was boom, 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 boom. So I did feel a little like, oh, and then I had a soda with caffeine at like seven. That, that, that doesn't work anymore. And I knew it. I knew it. I was just going to have half. And then I ended up drinking the whole thing because we were sitting around. And then I didn't remember that it was so late until I was trying to go to sleep. Could not go to sleep. Ugh. Yeah. What I was going to tell you about is our backyard. Yeah. We have now renamed it. It is called the Olympic Village. Oh, okay. Watching the Olympics? No. Is that a sports thing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Absolutely. You know, I'm not super sports and I'm sure it's on, but no, oh I don't, my, my TV God. hasn't been on lately. So 
Oh, sorry. sorry to disappoint. Oh, it's just kind of fun to have it on, even if you're not watching it. And the kids like, "Whoa, what is this? this is rowing? Oh my gosh, this is cool." Is that we, what's going on right now? Like what's happening now? Yeah, uh, it was. Well, it started with girls softball, and you know, I was a softball player, so I played a lot. Um, and so we had that on, and then last night was rowing. And we got into this whole conversation. I wasn't even planning to talk about this, but we got in this whole conversation about when you're rowing, you know, when you're like, a, this was a four, four man crew or whatever. Do you think that they're looking out their peripheral vision? Cause they're sitting backwards. They can't see the front. Right. Right. Do you think they're looking out their peripheral to the other boats? I'm like, absolutely. They know exactly where the boats that are in front of their peripheral vision is, you know, are. And my son's, oh, oh no, they're just looking straight ahead. I'm like, no, they are not. They are absolutely, they're not turning their head for sure. I mean, these guys are insane. Do they have, they don't have a person at the top, like telling them? No. Like the dragon boat people? Not no. the dragon boats. Yeah. They, okay. they, I think, and they didn't say which person and I didn't research this, but I'm thinking the person so they're sitting backwards. So I don't know if you want to call that the front or the back, but the person, as people are sitting backwards, the front person, I think, because I think he's sort of telling them what to do and leading it. I don't know. Or maybe the okay. back person. I don't know. Because if he speeds up, everybody else would see he's speeding up, right? Yeah. I don't know how it works, but we got in this whole yeah. debate about it. And um, you know what? I, I hadn't had this story on. I mean, I've got the story in here, but I'm going to skip to it because it's about the Olympics and I hadn't planned to talk about it first, but we're going to talk about it because okay. I'm a little disappointed you're not watching the Olympics. Did you hear, however, about the Norwegian handball team? No. Okay. Do you know what, hand, do you, <laughs> no, do you know what handball is? Um, it's like wall ball with your hand in a little ball. Well, yes. However, I'm a little confused because it's beach and I think it's more like spike ball. Okay. Um, not, not super relevant to the conversation here, but I just wanted to see if you were at all watching the Olympics and everything. No. Um, well, because I'm a little peed off here. <laughs> the Norwegian handball team before the Olympics asked the European handball federation if they could wear their tight spandex shorts, you know, like volleyball players wear. And the Federation said, no, they had to wear their required, uh, short, uh, bottoms. Now, mind you, let's just revi revisit this. The men, their required bottoms are long shorts that are not longer than 10 centimeters from their kneecaps. Okay. So they basically, and they don't have to be tight. So they can basically wear like Bermuda shorts, like basketball shorts, almost down to their knee. Right. Women on the other hand have to wear bikini bottoms. And let me just tell you the requirements here. They must wear bikini bottoms that are, that are in accordance with the graph. Okay. We need a graph for the women's with a closed fit and cut upward towards the top of the leg, which means they have to have a high hip line. The maximum side width is 10 centimeters. So the men can be 10 centimeters from their knee, but the women can only be 10 centimeters wide on the side. Wow. Yeah. 
That's interesting. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, they petitioned and said, Hey, we want to wear our shorts, which are like volleyball shorts, still pretty darn skimpy. Or how about just like the men's right. Which is kind of what I think they should have done. They should have come out, but anyways, they were denied. So they decided, okay, fine. We're going to wear the bottoms. And you should see there's a picture of the two Norwegian team, the men and the women together. Here's the women in their prescribed uh, bikini shorts. Here's the men. You're like, dude, there's no reason for this. And the, and the women were like, hey, this gets sand in all the wrong places. Like as women, we got some parts in here that sand doesn't really work for, you know? Yeah. But they didn't care. So they decided to start the tournament with the prescribed bikinis. They get to the bronze medal match and they went, you know what? F it. We're coming out in our shorts. This is what they play in all the time at home. Yeah. So they put on their shorts. They were each fined 150 euro, which is about $176. The team as a whole collectively were charged 150. And um, this was so controversial. The Norwegian uh, like government and the country was like, no, no, they're doing the right thing. We fully support them. This is, this should happen. This is not okay. You know, the discrepancy between men and women, um, is not okay. But I want to note here that while I think it is absolutely there, they don't even have a leg to stand on. The Federation came out and said that what they were wearing was inappropriate clothing for the, for the sport. That's just ridiculous. There is absolutely no reason for this. I mean, I I don't even know how you say that with a straight face. And my question is, is there a woman on this Federation? Right. Like, are you kidding me? How do you say this with a straight face? The women's beach volleyball, you know, they used to wear those bikini bottoms, but they, after 2012, got rid of a dress code at all. So there is no requirement. Um, And this is the other interesting thing is this happened right after Olivia Breen, who is a Welsh Paralympic world champion. So para means that she's disabled in some way. She was told that her sprinter briefs were too short and inappropriate. And Breen was like, wait, what? I've been wearing the same exact style of briefs for years. And they're specifically made for running and sprinting. So here's one being told, oh, they're too short and too skimpy. And they're exactly made for sprinting. I mean, I don't know if you see those sprinter girls, um, right. but some of them, they, they must not have a requirement in the regular running because some of them wear shorts, some of them wear briefs, but she was specifically chastised for wearing too short of ones. When here you have handball being told, oh, they're not small enough. Like, are you flipping kidding me? I sent you a picture um, of that on in the chat, which I'll put on the video. Is that the two teams together? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That That is super helpful. Uh, I'm clicking on your little download here to see. I wasn't sure how to share it to the screen, so I just put it in the chat. Okay. It's not opening for me, oh. but it's all right. Sorry. Yeah. So know. that was my little Olympic story. Um, and today, I don't know if you want to start, but I was just going to do things in the news. That was going to be my topic. Just oh. strange things in the news. What I, I want to hear strange things. Okay. The news. I do. <laughs> All right. So a couple of these things are a little bit in alignment. What do you do when you see somebody litter? Um, 
Am I in my car or am I walking? What am I doing? Either. Any. Um, well, if I was walking, I would probably say something, but like super passive aggressively. Okay. Or I would just pick it up. Okay. Um, if I'm in my car, I would probably do nothing. Okay. But you'd right? be angry. You'd be like, fuck them. Like, that yeah. me off. like, don't throw your shit out here. Right. You'd, yeah. You'd get irritated. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm going to tie in these two stories. So just b- bear with me. Do, but do you ever feel like you walk away from an altercation going, darn, I wish I would have said this, or I wish I would oh, all the that. time. I okay. say that all, in any situation. I'm like, oh, okay. you, you play it in your mind. Yeah. Okay. So this first story is about littering a Portland. I don't know if you heard this on July 23rd, a Portland woman saw a man and a woman in a car and they were in like a hardware store parking lot and they threw some trash out of the car. So this woman yells at the driver not to litter. And the man kind of mumbled to his passenger. And all of a sudden the woman who was the passenger in that car leans over the driver and sprays the woman who yelled with a bear mace in the face. (gasps) Wow. Yeah. For just telling him to. I think that could be considered assault, right? Well, yes, I do too. And I'm hoping, oh my gosh, I'm hoping that they find this, these guys and actually do prosecute because, um, that's just not okay. And by the way, there is a litter law. I mean, like we have regulation to be fine for that. Like I don't understand half the time why people do that because there's usually a garbage can close. Like, why are you just throwing your trash on the ground? I don't get that one. It's the same kind of people who litter like that. Maybe who carry bear mace. (laughs) Well, that is a great, there's a type, there's a, a certain type of people that that might fit into. I don't know. I, I could say, just be speculating. Unless I had just gone hiking out in the, you know, Pacific Crest Trail, I would not have bear mace in my car. No. I mean, I don't even have mace in my car for anything. No, I any- don't either. Yeah. I don't either. Maybe we should just for crazy people that are going to bear mace us, but well, yeah, I mean, I for people like that who may approach you for other reasons, yeah. maybe we should have something like that. I'm actually going to go get some today and put it in my side oh. pocket of my car. Okay. Well, you it's do probably you. not a bad idea. And especially with a story that I'll tell you later, but. Okay. 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 Well, so this is one about all those people. So there is a store in Sonomish, Washington. It's called Malicious Women Co. And I recently ran into a TikTok from them. And um, after listening to the TikToks, I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to buy from them. I've got to support them. I'm not going up to, you know, Washington right now, but I will get online and I will buy something. Yeah. So they What is it called again? Malicious Women? Malicious Women Co. So, you know, when we had that heat wave, they were yeah. closed down for a couple of days. And when they got back to the store, they had a note on their front door, taped to their front door. And it says, your values are not aligned with our American values, which I didn't know American values. I don't know what that is, but therefore close your shop, leave town and take your hate for America with you. Signed American citizen. And I was like, wow. Okay. There's a lot of stores. I think that was one particular person who felt that way. Not like as a whole, but then more people have been writing them letters and sending them hate mail and sending them bad reviews on Google and everything. So then you might ask, okay, well, what are they selling? What are they doing? 
So the, the name, I, I thought the name was a little weird, but I actually listened to uh, the owner describe it. And she said she had a friend much like you, your friend um, that passed away. Uh, starts with a Janie. J. Janie, Janie. Yeah. Gosh, I couldn't remember that. Just like went poof, blank. Yeah. Um, Janie, that from the moment they were friends, they felt like they were meant to be friends. Yeah. And um, they just were attached at the hip from, from that day on. And Jane, or not Janie, this woman, her name was Laura. Uh, she had some mental issues that she dealt with and kind of struggled with. And she actually died in 2016. But the owner who was best friends with her said they used to talk about the Karens and the thises and the that's. And even men, you know, sometimes, and they'd be like, oh, I wish I would have said this or, oh, I should have said this, you know, and they'd always think about it later and they'd joke and laugh. And so they started to call that, we wish we were more malicious, which Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have thought of using that word. Right. I would have just thought quick on your feet, you know, good with the comebacks. Well, and not every like response of like rethinking is in like mean or malicious. Right. Right. Sometimes it's just more clever or like that. Clever, witty. Right. You know, a a good comeback that almost makes the person feel worse for actually having said it. Right. Right. But it's not always malicious. But correct. So that is where the term malicious company came from. Right. Okay. And so I went on to their website and was checking things out. And I just have to tell you some of the funny things. First of all, some, for, let me back up. Some of them are like inappropriate adult only, right? They use the F bomb and some of the Google reviews and things about them are they use the F bomb. They use foul language, but they also have Luke Ruth Bader Ginsburg. They talk about getting rid of the patriarch, which I think people think is patriotic instead of patriarch. I think they're a little confused and don't know vocabulary, Maybe they need to do a little work on that. Um, But the malicious women are like, no, we're just like women with products, gifts that say the things that you kind of wish you'd say, or, you know, that kind of thing. So here's some examples. Um, This one I love because I don't know about you, but now sometimes when we have people over, uh, the candle is please leave by 9 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) Um, or how about this one? I'd shake a bitch for you. Mm-hmm. Funny. Sorry, sorry for what I said when we were trying to park the camper. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that hilarious? That's I was true. like, oh my God, that is so true. Yeah. Um, adulting infused with insufficient funds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they just have a ton of those little things. They have candles, they have hoodies and merch with their, with their name on them. They have diffusers, they have gifts, they have jewelry. It's just a cute store that, um, you know, kind of has fun gifts that you would give to your best friend and she would laugh. Like you're not going to get it, you know, or, or like even a Christmas party where you do a white elephant, you know, those things are super popular and super funny. But I, so I went on, I bought, (laughs) I bought a hundred dollars worth of candles to give. To nice. People. Cause I was like, Oh, this was for, for, for Jacob. Yes. You know? Cause he's always, you know, now that he's graduated from college, he's got a job. He's like, dude, this adulting thing sucks. You know, yes. I'm like, yeah. So I got him the adulting um, infused with insufficient funds. <laughs> Cause I thought nice. he liked that. 
Yeah. That's so, hilarious. you know, my um, shout out. Well, to this kind of goes with the whole thing about how I say everyone's so sensitive right now, yes. especially now that yeah. I think it kind of just goes along with that. Like you just can't do anything right. And, yeah. you know, if people well, don't know exactly what's behind their mission, then they don't right. understand it. And then they don't agree with it. Well, and I don't necessarily align with all of the pot shops and the glass paraphernalia and all that stuff. I don't put up notes on their door saying they don't have American values. I just don't go there. Right. Right. Like there's a lot of like hillbilly kind of theme stores with Confederate flags and shit that I'm not going to go to, but I'm not going to put a note on saying that they're, you know, you don't align with American values. Well, that's just because you're more open to other ideas and allowing people their freedoms to do what they want to do. You just won't go there. Well, but it's you don't American, have to like, yeah, yeah but not American everybody right feels that way. To, to say those things or to sell those. And if nobody were buying them, then they would be out of business. So, you know, I, you know, those people that are writing those notes are still getting their extra $600 a week. <laughs> So come oh September, God, so maybe true. they won't have as much time to leave those notes Oh my because God, they will actually so have to true. work. Yeah. Oh I mean, my gosh. I don't know. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I love that. I love but that. I do want to tell you, you know, you mentioned once that somebody, one of your listeners yeah. mentioned that um, we need to talk about the motorcycle a little bit more. And it kind of, remember you said something about that. The only thing I want to mention about my motorcycle, which I haven't ridden for a little while, but it kind of goes with the malicious women co. Um, I did at one point name my motorcycle. And then I was like, that's probably a really bad name, but I thought I really liked the name. And so I'm just keeping it, even though the definition's terrible. Okay. But um, I have a, gosh, I think it's a 2019, I think it's a 19, um, Triumph bobber bobber um, bobber bobber okay so it looks like old it looks like the harleys whatever but um you need to post a picture of your okay i'll it. put a picture i'll put a picture of the bike not myself on no. it no <laughs> yourself on it and uh, you have leathers and stuff that you could put on well i do wear jeans when i w- ride and then i have boots that cover my ankles and then michael makes me wear gloves and my jacket that has like the protective stuff in it and obviously my helmet and um, so I named her Calamity because I oh, like that name. Yes. But then I was just looking up the definition so I could tell you it means a disastrous event marked by great loss and lasting distress and suffering. <laughs> oh. So that's probably not the best name for a motorcycle, but it is sort of fitting. It is. I um, like it. I just thought that was really cute for that. The bike. I also think um, Calamity Jane. Is that what she was about? Right. Yes. So, um, yeah, she was a great fighter. <laughs> yes. But, um, I haven't ridden it for a little while, but as you know, my dog, when he rides in the car, my new puppy, yes. he wears goggles. Yes. And, Wait, in um, the car? Yes. He wears them always in the car. Does he wear but them in the I boat? Love, he hasn't been in the boat yet. Cause he oh. loves water so much. We're afraid he'll just jump out of the boat. Just I'm going to vest. I have I'm a gonna, vest. Well, we have one, but also, we're worried about him like ripping holes in the boat. Oh, so we haven't bought yeah. him. But I'm going to try paddle boarding with him. I'm okay. just not sure. He's so he's 82 pounds like to put him on there. But um, I will I, tell I'm you, I'm looking I... for a sidecar for my <gasps> bike 
so that I'm training him so then he can ride next to me in it. So that's why our next thing is, I guess Triumph doesn't actually make a sidecar. So we could purchase one and then put, you know, have to have it put on next to it. But that's my goal is to get a sidecar from my motorcycle. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. We need a picture of you on the motorcycle. Do not just put the motorcycle on there. That's bullshit. I can't, I can't agree with that yet. So now Michael, is he going on any motorcycle trips or is he kind of been not He's been working like crazy okay. right now. So it's been pretty much just the weekends and you don't want to ride your bike when it's super hot. Cause it's no. just hot. Yeah. And then especially if you're in any traffic, you're just sitting there baking in it. So, um, he hasn't been out for a while. In fact, three of the bikes are missing out of the garage. And, um, I think he's loaned them out to some friends that are riding. One of his friends had his motorcycle stolen. So I think he's maybe have loaned it to him, but, um, we only currently have two bikes and a scooter in the garage and the scooter is one we're fixing for somebody. So. Is it like an electric scooter with like a lawnmower on it? No, you know what? It, it's a little spree. Remember those? <gasps> yes. So oh our gosh. old neighbor who now moved on, but it's that haunted house across yes. the street. Yeah. Um, he has them. And Michael years ago had borrowed them and they used them for um, the Olympic trials in Eugene. So while they're out, they're like up oh, on the sidewalks and yeah. running around. So um, Michael's super handy and he knows how to do stuff. So uh, he is fixing it for him. So they moved to Southeast Portland where they can just like go up to the little bar and then go yeah. down to the river or whatever. So he is supposed to be fixing it, but it's hard to find parts for those older bikes. So oh. he's been just tinkering around and the guys, I mean, it hasn't worked for years. So he's also not in a big hurry, but that's why we have it in the garage. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see Stevie. Oh my gosh. So does he not like having the glasses on oh no he, he totally like what I love about it is um <laughs> and it's more for me I guess yes. I get pleasure watching absolutely. other people laugh absolutely. or smile or take pictures of him absolutely and so I did rename um his Instagram pages goggle.steve um, <laughs> because and they're white because he's dark so they really stand oh, out and he's just really yeah. cute I think he's adorable but and he doesn't try to get them off or no, anything? I think when I very first put him on him, I just gave him a bunch of treats and now he just, yeah. and honestly, when I, do, when he doesn't have them on him, he's like this like <laughs> in the wind. Yeah. So he doesn't have to do that. He just is oh sitting there gosh, I love and he looks that. at people and he's just got these white goggles on. They're hilarious. And then like one time I went and got takeout and a lady was walking out. I might've told you this. She had her crutches. Oh. And um, she looks at him and then looks at me and she's like, is that your dog? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, you just made my day. And I'm like, that's why he wears them. Cause he just, it makes people smile and he's super adorable. But then like, if he's on a motorcycle, how cute would that be? He's got these little goggles, like in my sidecar. I want this immediately. If anyone knows anybody who makes custom sidecars, we need to. Or just one, a used one. I don't care. I'll put it next to my bike. Like, um, Michael did send me like a little scooter with, and and it had a sidecar to it, but I was like, No, I want, I, I want a sidecar for my motorcycle. Oh my gosh. Although I if I found that. a motorcycle that had one, that was a really cool bike. Yeah. And, and it be, because I'm short, I, my bike has to sit low. So, yeah. I mean, there's some things, but if anybody has one for sale near here, I'd be interested. Okay. Well, do you I'll ever just sell feed my them? other bike? Although Michael would probably keep it, but do you let Steve have people food? Um, like he's had like bones, but I've, you don't give him um, like he'll eat, he likes watermelon. No, I may give him fruit. Do you, would apples. you ever let him have dip and dots? 
I don't know. Do your Is kids that- like Dippin' Dots? I think so. Uh, yeah. Ice cream? Yeah. Do you, do you like Dippin' Dots? Yeah. Why? What are you going to tell me about <laughs> Dippin' Dots? <laughs> now I'm scared. I haven't had them in years. Okay. But what's I up with Dippin' like Dots? I like Dippin' Dots, but my daughter, and actually my son too, but my daughter especially, she loves Dippin' Dots. Like we were just at the Mariners game and she was like, oh my God, they have Dippin' Dots. I personally feel like I can't taste any flavor with Dippin' Dots because it's so cold. I like literally have to let it melt before I actually take taste anything. And then what's the point of Dippin' Dots when you're just melted, right? Well, did you hear that at the Dippin' Dots factory in Kentucky, I think it was, yes, Kentucky, 10 people were injured when the liquid nitrogen on a truck that was being delivered exploded. Yes. I mean, who knew ice Which cream was this could recently? be so dangerous? Yes. Who this knew? Was on I Wednesday. thought you were going to tell me something that was inside the Dippin' Dots that no. really we shouldn't no. have. Okay. No, this was on Wednesday, July 21st. So just this last week. Whoa. Yeah. So it just exploded and everybody like got. Well, they don't know. They don't know why it exploded. They don't know how. Kind of... They're not sure um, exactly. Nobody died, thank God. But I'm like, geez, who knew ice cream could be so dangerous? Dang. Yeah. yeah. That's sad. So, you know, I was just wondering if you, you know, gave him different dots. It was a bad segue. I agree. But, you know, I think it's <laughs> one of those things that you don't go, you don't even, you laughing. don't even have it at the store, right? No. Well, actually, I don't know about that, but uh, we were talking last night about the Dippin' Dots explosion. And one of the girls <laughs> there said, um, one time she went in and she saw them like in a freezer case, like bags of the Dippin' Dots. And I was like, you know what? I have seen that. So I think you can go into like some convenience stores and they'll have like a dip and dots freezer with right. bags of it. Okay. So I think you can actually get it other places. Otherwise you have to go to like a dip and dot store. Right. I think we have one in the mall or like um, at the movie theater. They have like, don't they maybe. sell in there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't see. I don't, I don't dig on dip and dots because I feel like it's too damn cold for my mouth to actually taste anything. Um, so, you know, I'm not a big, huge Dippin' Dots fan, but. And I, I think they're expensive and partly yes. is because they're usually at like fairs or like that yes. type of thing where they're, everything's expensive, but. Well, also I think it's just different than ice cream. It's not traditional ice cream. They need a lot more. It, it, there's a lot more in it to make it with the liquid nitrogen. I don't know. I don't Maybe the liquid nitrogen is what keeps like you're able to make them individual little dots. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, and maybe like as it's like in the more solid form, you can taste it better. I don't know. Well, because have you ever taken liquid nitrogen and then pop, put something in it? It but you can just go buy liquid nitrogen. What yeah. is it? Well, <laughs> you can. Well, okay, not the liquid, I guess, but the solid. My mother used. Okay, so is that like dry I, ice? I have a good mom. Yes, dry ice. So okay. she used to when I was a kid, which I don't think you probably could get away with doing this anymore. But she loved Halloween too. And I remember her coming to school with um, a big pumpkin that she had carved out and she put punch in it. And then mm-hmm. she dropped uh, yeah. the dry ice into it. And if you watch that, sometimes it'll take the dry ice will take little bubbles of air and freeze them. That's mm-hmm. all that Dippin' Dots is doing is I'm not okay. sure the process, but somehow they're freezing those into little dots by using that water. punch didn't smell or taste like pumpkin. No, really? No. Yeah. Wow. 
Interesting. Yeah. Maybe because I it had to use that very one. long. Yeah. Maybe because it didn't yeah. sit in there very long, but yeah. Hey, I like that. Very- At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And also a listener reached out to me who is a friend and she's like, we need to go to that McMinimums thing on the 27th or whatever. Okay, so. sorry. I think I did say the 27th. It is the 28th. Oh. I called them uh, yesterday. So gosh. sorry, it is, it's still Thursday. Okay. It's but it, I believe it is the 28th, which is actually like one of my favorite numbers. It was my first number when I rode motocross, which, oh. hey, let me just tell you this. When I rode <laughs> motocross, it was more like I rode motocross. I didn't do anything, any tricks or anything. Um, I was always last and I, you know, whatever. I didn't <laughs> jump. I didn't go fast enough to get any air anytime, but I did have a 125 uh, Kawasaki 125 or something like that. I don't remember, but I did write it. And I would go up to Brown's camp and all of that with Michael. Um, but my number was 28. So um, did he love it on the you 20- did that? Did you do that before kids or during kids or what? It was pre-kids. I mean, okay. and that bike was so tall. Okay. So when you're riding that type of bike, you're not supposed to stop and get off and all of that. Like you are when you're on the streets, right? So when I'm on the streets, I want to be able to touch the ground. When I had that other bike, I'd have to go over to a big boulder <laughs> to be able to like, kick it. Right. Oh because I God. couldn't stand and, tr- and get it to go. You, I don't know how you do it. You yeah. kick it to go, whatever. Yeah. So I'd have to stand on a rock to do it. And then I'm like, okay, here we go. Cause then you just took <laughs> off from the rock. And then like, if you were to just stop, you'd have to like fall over, yeah. but then your bike's still rolling. I mean, still going. Right. Um, so okay, I did so do that. Anyway, I have yeah. to tell you, yes. I have, I have, I've created a whole vision for you. Motocrossing, yes. <laughs> going slow, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Which reminds me. Of, do you remember when I saw you at Club Sport one time? And okay, I this think is still <laughs> one of my worst <laughs> memories. Yes, I was gonna say, I think I traumatized you for you totally did. I don't think I did so the bike so ever sorry. again. No, it's I'm okay. So sorry, I'm so sorry. So because you tell now... your version and then I'll tell my version. <laughs> okay, so my version is you know, Mo- <laughs> I don't even, I I can't even, I tell people this story. I can't even defend myself. It's so bad. I mean, okay. So she's at the gym. She's working out. (laughs) Working out is a loose. First of all, I'm super out of shape. I'm out there. I'm trying, right? Go ahead. You know, those sit up, um, bikes that, you know, you're you're up. It's not like a spinning bike. It's like a straight up. (laughs) And she is literally going so slow that it reminds me of Kermit the Frog on the Muppets, you know, where he's like, one day you'll find me <laughs> the rainbow connection. 
And so I come up and I am not exactly sure what I said, but I know I said something about <laughs> you. I know what like you said. The frog. Okay. No. What did I say? Okay. I think you had headphones in. <laughs> Okay. And this is the only way I can explain <laughs> how loud you said it. I I just in my mind want to think that you had headphones in so you couldn't hear your own voice because you said, "What are we on a Sunday stroll?" And I look over at you and then everybody turns around and looks at me and I'm like, "What the f?" <laughs> like, first of all, I'm on like level 2. I feel like I'm in knee deep mud. You know, because I think when you go really, really fast, you can kind of keep up. But when you're like just trying to like, it's like I'm walking through like knee peanut butter, mud. peanut butter, totally. That. And I was like, oh my god, like, <laughs> how long do I have to stay here before I'm like can leave before everyone's like, oh, she's given up already? But I'm like, what the hell? Like, I don't think I've ridden the bikes there since. <gasps> Yeah. See, I'm so sorry, you guys. It's fine. I was, it's, I, I was like, fuck. What? It's that like, part of me that says shit, and you're just like, oh my god. If I could take that back, I mean, your face, you no, were it so makes mortified. A good story though, but I was just like, oh my god, I am working out hard here. <laughs> like my heart rate's at 187, even though I'm strolling like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like, okay, so I didn't say the Kermit the Frog thing. <laughs> no, you just said, what are we on a Sunday stroll? And I was like, what? Are you? but you said it so loud that I think the people in like the edge, heard, <laughs> you know, which if anybody doesn't know Bay Club or Club Sport, that is like on the other side of the, it's the other side of Costco. <laughs> you know? oh, like God. it was so loud that I was like, oh. oh my God. And it was like a busy day. Like there was and lots of people around us. Let's just say I've never seen her in the group exercise area since then. Yeah. And, and will you, know you that was like seven apology? years ago or something. Oh, no, that was longer than that, dude. It was a very long time ago. And honestly, like I never held that against you. I was just thought it was funny <laughs> and embarrassing all at the same time. But I tell people like, oh, I don't work out. There's this one time. <laughs> you know, so. But I do okay, have to accept you, my apology. I'm no, so it, I totally I don't I don't I didn't hold it against you. Obviously, I'm here with you oh, and had been God. for a while. But um, I do have to tell you one funny story about motocross when um, I was over at um, oh my gosh, I don't maybe maybe it'll come to me, but it's up in Washington. I remember going around this berm, right? And they have like hay on the sides. So yeah. my bike goes up and over it. And I was like, oh crap, right? Like so, and of course I was on the bike. So I stood up really quick and I'm like trying to pick up the bike and I leaned it up against a tree. And then here's a, a volunteer like running really fast yes. to come making sure I'm okay. So I rip off my gloves and I look at my fingernails. I'm like, okay, I'm counting them, making sure they're all there, right? He looks at me. So I'm looking at my nails and then I look up like past my hands to him. And he's looking at me like, really, you're checking your nails? And he turns away and I was like, wait a minute, my bike. I need to my bike. <laughs> that was a, and the, the funny thing before that, I was having like a sciatic nerve problem in my back. Well, that crash, it like totally like janked Fix my it? back to the point where it fixed it. So that crash, wow. not only did I not break any nails, I fixed my, my back and I was having a hard time getting my bike out of the dirt uh, on the side, but it was very funny. Cause I just remember the look on the guy's face, like, Oh, he's so worried. And all of a sudden it just turned to like, whatever woman, like <laughs> she's out. checking her nails. I oh was, I was making gosh. sure they were all there, but they were, <laughs> did you think you lost a finger or just a fingernail? Oh, just a fingernail. Like, <laughs> and I didn't even know if I did, I was just making sure. <laughs> Like, here I'm like on the side of the track checking my nails. It was ridiculous. Uh, so here's this badass 
like, what would you even say that is badass chick who, you know, you, you ride motorcycles, you ride motocross, you know, you and do I all wouldn't badass put myself but in with badass, pretty but nails. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be like girly, but not like, yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that story. Well, anyway, what's your more story stories, today? More things. Oh, no, that's I thought you, answer. that's it. Okay. That was my news for the day. Well, I love it. Um, I have a, just a quick story because, you know, we were talking about like, would you turn people in? Yes. And so there was a woman and they were from actually this family was from Bend, Oregon. And her husband had committed a terrible thing and he confessed to her. And he's like, I know you're going to do the right three things. So I'm leaving. And she's like, just stay, turn yourself in. And so when he left, she did, she went and did the right thing. So here she knows that she's losing her husband forever by doing this. So there are people out there who would, I mean, like you right wouldn't would do the right thing. Um, so let's go back to the Jason Derrick Brown. <laughs> if Wait. you think you know who he is, turn him in, but I'll tell you the oh, story. Gotcha. Okay, but I was going to say, kind of is this the story about the the guy who was a security guard at? Yes. Uh, Do yes. we talk about that already? No, but I was actually at. That's in my backlog of yeah. cases. But yeah. that woman, her, his, I'll let you tell the story. But his oh, wife, yeah, she turned him in. He, she did. Yeah, and, and she didn't waste any time. Like she no. immediately went. So let's and see. And he took this off and tried to evade police. Yeah. He did. And he did for two days. Yeah. But he said he just wanted a little bit more time. Anyway, let's go back to July 23rd, 2016. This girl's name was Kaylee Sawyer. She was at a bachelorette party. She was 23 years old. She was in um, Bend, Oregon, and she was attending Central Oregon Community College. She was a student, but she was also a, dis a dental assistant. She lived with her boyfriend, which I did not write his name down, but they were um, living together. And she went to this bachelorette party around midnight. She calls him for a ride and she's really drunk. And so he comes to pick her up and she, you know, gets in the car and she, I believe, tells him that, um, or maybe he asked that she was flirting with another guy that night. Nothing happened, but they were just flirting. Well, then he admits that he had flirted or something previously, like a week or so before. Anyway, this huge fight happens. And he's like, listen, you're drunk. Like, I'm going to go upstairs. I'll see you in a minute. Um, you just calm down. Because they so live together in their apartment. Right, right. And so yeah. he he kind of goes upstairs. And then because he's like, okay, she's just really drunk. You're not, I always say you can't reason with drunk people. So he's giving her a minute and then um, he comes back down and he's like, where is she? Like her car, the side is open and the keys are in the driver's side, I believe, or the passenger side. I'm not really sure, but she's gone. And he's like, okay, that's really weird. He texts her. And I, I don't know exactly. Um, there were a couple of different variations of what it said, but generally it just said goodbye. And, um, or like, I'm not good enough for you or something along those lines. I've, I've read a couple of different things that that text said. And so she takes off and he thinks, okay, we have a friend there nearby. He didn't know exactly where she lived, but, um, but he just kept calling and texting her and, and then her phone just was finally turned off. And it turns out, um, she was walking along the side of the road. And so there are two different stories. There is Edwin Laura or Lara. He was 35. He was a security guard for that school. And it is very common that there are drunk people around that school who are wandering around at night. 
according to his first interrogation with the police, um, he says that uh, she he was driving down the road, he was turning and he accidentally bumps into her and she was wearing all black. He did not see her. He's like freaking out. He goes around the car and she's like screaming her head off and he's telling her to be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. And then he says she passes out. So then he puts her in the back of the car. So then he's driving and I'm not sure where he's going, but he pulls over again to check on her and she starts screaming and screaming and screaming again. And he's like, shut up, shut up, shut up, puts her in a headlock, headlock. And then she dies or no, wait, sorry, passes out. He takes her up to like the woods and um, I'm not sure. I might be messed up on my story a little bit. Anyway, he goes up to the woods or some secluded area where he then, cause now she, he's like, she knows what I look like. She knows my face. She knows my car because he's in a security car. It looks like a police car. Cause he's and he security also looks like for a police the college. Officer. Right. Yeah. And so um, he takes her out. He hits her with a rock, couple rocks. And then um, he then disposes of her body. He, like leaves her there and then he goes back home gets his personal car brings it back i think he strips her of all her clothes and basically leaves her in a ditch between sisters and redmond and um but then he has her purse and i think he has her there's a couple of items that he had of hers including her purse and her phone and the rock that he hit her with and he put it in his storage set shed behind his house and he tells his wife about it. And that's when she goes and tells police. But what he had done was when he confessed to her, he's like, I'm leaving. I'm skipping town, basically. And she is like, you know, he's like, I know you're going to do what you're going to do. But he's like, I just want a little bit more time. So when he leaves, he doesn't she doesn't realize right away, but he has her gun. So he thinks she she thinks he's suicidal. So he gets down to Eugene, Oregon, where he kidnaps Andrea, 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 sorry. Andrea Elizabeth, um, let's see, Mays is her last name, M-A-E-S. He kidnaps her and basically gets her on the road and they're driving to California. And they, and he's like, well, first of all, she's driving and then they switch seats after about an hour. So now he's driving and she's in the passenger side car. Her car is eventually like leaking fluid or something so they get down to i think it's right right yeah right and they see an elderly man they try to get his car and um he he's like he starts yelling instead and the and this edwin guy shoots him in the stomach he does live he's fine but um that that whole foiled their plan of taking another car so instead they go to a family why doesn't they she try to get away at that point um, he says he'll just shoot her. He'll shoot her in the back. So okay. she's just like totally paranoid. Petrified. Okay. Um, he does end up getting into a car with a family. And then I believe he just takes over that car, drops them off a few miles down the road, 15 minutes or so down the road um, with an elderly lady and like a couple of other people in the car, but they, they all get in the car. He, they end up staying at, at the um, hotel. Actually, I got that wrong. Um he shoots the guy anyway he there was a motel six situation and there was a, or a motel eight but there was also in rica so i think i might have gotten those two in it at one point they do stay the night at a hotel um you see him under surveillance camera um talking to the clerk 
and he's telling him he's my girlfriend, but he knew something was wrong because she was crying and he was upset. He didn't know the extent of what was going on, but as they were driving down, he's like, I just want to make it to first. He said um, he wanted to make it. Oh, I can't remember the first place, but he's like, I just want to make it to Corning. Um, Corning. He was trying to go to Reading. And then in the 911 call of turning himself in, he says, I just want to make it to Corning. I'll make it to my the Corning police. And then the 911 operator is like, why don't you just go now? Like, why do you, why do you need to get there? And he's like, he just, he's like, I don't want to die. I don't want to get shot. He thought he would have better chances of just turning himself into the police station. Why do it on the side of the road? He was saying that this Andrea girl is nice. He didn't want her to be hurt. And during that conversation, he does say that he is wanted for murder of this other girl. And he basically tells her, um, but he hasn't told anybody where the body is yet. And so they get him pulled over and, um, and you, she's on the phone with 911 as this whole thing is unfolding. And you can go on YouTube and listen to it if you want. But he gets out. They're both arrested. She's originally arrested for, um, gosh, attempted murder and kidnapping. And then they realize that she's just an extra in this part that he actually kidnapped her. And so she's released of all of those things. But then um, there's this other story. So that was the first story he said when he first was arrested, right? And then the police were like, are you sure? Like, we've heard these other stories about you. You sure you didn't kidnap her just to rape her? Did you not do that? You know, they were like really interrogating him and his story was changing. But was it changing because of the interrogation or was it changing because that wasn't the full truth? And their main goal was to find the body first and then uncover all of this stuff. So once he wrote a map of where she was at, then they started really getting mean to him. And then it turns out he has had a past of um, showing nude photos and videos of him with other women, like having like basically affairs to his coworkers. And they were kind of like creeped out. It was kind of weird. He's had a fascination with dead bodies, apparently, and to the point where um, he made some people so uncomfortable, like the women cadet. There was one particular one that didn't want to ride with him any longer. So he had this like weird history. And so the family did go ahead and sue the Central Oregon Community College because there were red flags and that should have been addressed ahead of time. They were awarded $2 million. He was convicted. I don't know exactly what his sentence ended up being, but um, I, I haven't looked but i'm pretty sure they had found her body by now and they did all of that but so tell me what you know about the story because i well, was just reviewing it there actually was an amazing um like eight part podcast on this that um somebody in portland a portland reporter i wish i could remember because i didn't know we were talking about this today um she had done on it really deep dive expose on it and um so if you guys want more information on it but basically is that girl from the Oregonian? Yes. Yes. That's There's where one she girl that I listened to with the Jason Derrick Brown case. And yeah. She was so good. That it she's was so, so well done. So I wonder if this is the same girl because she's she, very talented. She's yes. done a couple that I've listened yeah. to. She's she, probably the same person. She really is amazing and she's really good at it. Um, but the the tragedy in all of this, the one thing you didn't mention is they first looked at the boyfriend. Because, you yes. know, who do you go for to first? Well, the person that last saw her. And um, apparently there had been a little bit like where the girlfriends at the bridal party knew that 
she had kind of flirted and that you know, there was this kind of tension. And so all eyes went to the boyfriend and the boyfriend said, basically we got home. We on the way, we got in this argument. I went up to our apartment and she never came. Well, it turns out that what had happened is she decided to walk to the friend's house, walk somewhere. And this security guard pulls over. They believe now that he invited her in to give her a ride. Right. And because and, he was in a security, looks like an officer. Correct. She, she got trusted in. him. She got yes. in. And he had apparently been um, gearing up for this. Like mm-hmm. this was his plan. Um, and she, he then tried to rape her and she fought back and that's when he hit her with the rock. So, uh, nobody really believes his story and rendition of it. Um, but in the meantime, does he still stick to the whole, he hit her? Yeah. With the rock. No, with the car first. Did he, is that what he stuck to? Or did he change that? Because I, I know what he originally said and then they were like, getting him to say other things, but I don't know which was actually, I don't think he actually hit her. I think he full on saw this pretty girl who was drunk drunk on the side side of the road, walking down the side of the road. And you know how frigging dark it is out there. Mm -hmm. Um, it's dark. And for those of you who don't know it, it's, it's in the middle of the desert. So, and there's a lot of space around it. So anyways, um, I, I don't believe that they think that he hit her accidentally. I think he saw her, he thought, Ooh, good bait. And he did have a predisposition to porn and all sorts of like not appropriate to women stuff. Um, and I, I think he just grabbed her, tried to rape her. She fought back. He hit her with a rock, killed her, and then was like, oh shit, now what do I do? Um, but in the meantime, you know, they had this poor boyfriend is being, you know, scrutinized and looked at and they kind of wasted time looking at that, which was unfortunate, but statistically speaking, right. It's typically the boyfriend. Right. I think this is the perfect example of when the boyfriend didn't do it or the husband didn't do it. Um, right. So yeah. Well, and they said by his reaction, they knew pretty quickly that he ha- wasn't involved, but then they yeah. were also looking for the guy who she was flirting with. So they were going back to like the old surveillance videos there at the place that they were at to try to find that guy and try to talk to him. But then around that time is when the wife was like, listen, my husband has said this to me. And so, yeah. 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 It's really sad. And that poor girl, I mean, I'm like, come on girls, like just buddy system going off to college, being in college, just take care of yourself. But then a security guard pulls up that kind of right that you trust yeah Yeah, I mean you know you think oh you're safe to get in that car I mean I guess I totally and that's where the parents were like listen yeah you need to check on your people a little bit more yeah and I think even like random like um what do they call like psychological tests on like the police officers and stuff wouldn't be a bad idea just no random it's like like a random drug test but like a random like let's just do a check-in really quick with a bunch of people yeah and they probably didn't do that at all he probably didn't get one of those that's what's so hard about mental illness like sometimes it just Mm -hmm. happens so quick and or maybe it builds i don't i don't know yeah i mean i'm crazy but (laughs) (laughs) you're not killing crazy though no you're motocross crazy yes no i mean i don't do that anymore (laughs) but i mean you certainly i wouldn't mind we talk about getting like a little pit bike for the backyard i'm sure my neighbors would love it like a little 50 like you use them like 
well, I don't know if that's an actual term, but my husband calls them pit bikes, like the little bikes that you can just get from one place to another. Oh, like a little 50, like a little like mini bike. It isn't that big. Well, right now it, the grass is almost dead and like, we might as well make like a little oh. track, but then the neighbors would be like, what the hell are they doing now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't be surprised, but they would be like, we joke about getting those, but yeah. Yeah. So one day, um, okay. You are going to be there. Are you staying the night or are yeah, you so, just coming for a little bit? I just so need to friend, know about the room situation. Yeah. So my friend and I are, are going to try to do it. She, although she was like, I don't know where I'll be then. I don't know if I can do it, but she wants to do it. So I was like, okay, let, I'll take a room. And, um, I cannot, I cannot commit to staying up till three 30 in the morning though. You know me, you know, well, me. I'm going to give you a couple sodas because I know you can't sleep. <laughs> That's true. Okay. So I just talked to the manager there yesterday and I was like, Hey, uh, you know, when I go online, I can't see my reservations. Do I really have them? And he's like, yes, you do. And I'm like, cause I, we, we're, we rented the whole upstairs because we heard your places a little haunted. Cause I, last year I listened to um, the McMinimans had a, like a haunted tour of yeah. their different facilities. And the guy was like, this is one of our most haunted. And the manager goes, this isn't the, um, like one of the most haunted, he goes, this is the most haunted building in Portland is what he said. And I said, great. So we got the right place. And so I said, like, I would love to like make it more of an event. Like, so I need to email him because at first I was like, maybe I can get Renee or Suzanne to come down and like do a little thing at the, because in the restaurant bar area, right. Do a little thing. And then I thought, well, maybe I'll just ask him to give us a little history or maybe somebody within McMinimins can tell us, maybe give us a little tour of the place um, ahead of time would be really fun to have a little bit more information before we go into it. I figured we would all like meet, um, you know, in the evening and have dinner before the, the restaurant closes. And then we all just start doing our thing. And I know John is making kits for the different rooms for everybody to have their own little, and I've ordered a few things myself um, just so that people can, um, I mean, the whole reason of going there is to ghost hunt, right? Right. And to get as much information as we can. Um, We're not going there on a Thursday night just to go to sleep. Right. I know. (laughs) So you're going to be tired on Friday. (laughs) <laughs> not on Friday, <laughs> just take it off. Like, I just, know I will. Don't, you're not going to do it. And then I think we'll re- record while we're there. And then that will be our following, which would it be right around Halloween? Well, that will drop then. So All right, let's see some ghosts, man. <sighs> if I pee my pants, it's your fault. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Like, well, where are depends. We, yeah. Are we going to just like, know it's there? Like I'm, I don't, I don't know. know. I listened to our last podcast on air and your little light up thing scares the bejeebers out of me. Okay, so uh, did you see it too, or did you just listen? No, to it? I just listened. Did you hear us like, "Are you recording this?" And yes. Like, like, and you're like, "Oh, yeah." As much as I believe it, it's still like, like when that okay, when the, those cat toys light up, it is yeah. so bright, it actually like takes your breath and makes your heart go Whoa, Why down do to your you stomach. Call them cat toys. Oh, because it is a cat toy. It is a motion centered, actually, a cat toy, oh. but they work really well because as soon as you touch it. Um, not, you don't even have, like, you can't, like, if it's on a hard surface, unless you're bumping the table, it won't light up. But if you touch it, it actually goes off and they're made for cats to play. So when we were trying to go to the neighbor's house to do it at her house, we're watching this little kitten, right? That's the reason why we were there. Well, the kitten would find the ball. (laughs) So it's like lighting up down the hallway and we're like, okay, this isn't really working because a cat obviously loves the ball, but, um, they work really, really well to see it. 
Um, I don't I'll, have one I'll in here. It is a little ball. Video. So I ordered okay. more to have for other people to have in their room, like up on the table. So the ghosts so move them? If they touch them, it okay. makes it go off. The other little meter that was on the podcast and then it's on the YouTube channel, it actually um, records the electric electricity in the room. Okay. And that thing was lighting up because I said in there, light up the ball. And then yes. I said, or that, because then the yes. thing went lit up, the, the harder thing to move went up. And we were like, oh, my God. And then she's like, are you recording this? <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, because I wasn't expecting that to light up. I was expecting the ball. Well, and then and Deegan so, said something about, okay, blink twice or light up twice. Yes. Okay. So that, that was happened? a different machine that I had. Okay. That's the one thing that's really odd is this machine. It is made just for ghost hunting, I guess, but you touch it, you get near it and it lights up, but it doesn't just light up that blue light. It lights up the whole thing. So I don't know how the spirit or whatever lights up just the one little blue light. And so it lit up when he asked for it and he's like, okay, do it twice. And then it does it twice just with that blue light. But if you and I were to touch it, the whole thing lights up multiple lights. It's like this little, like a little arcade looking thing. So, and but we're the, sure there's no like voice activation, you know, we like, are just sitting hey, there Alexis, looking at this. Like we could sit there hey, and talk. Siri. <laughs> I mean, you can try it. It just sits there otherwise. And then, you oh, know, he just Siri knows that I'm talking to it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not she... saying that. I'm just saying, you know, the skeptics will say. No, totally. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree with you. Um, and if that's the case, then yes. But I, it was just really odd that when he asked it for two, it went two. Yes. Like, and it didn't do it right away. It was like blue and then blue. I see. I and, couldn't tell if it did or didn't from the. Yeah. It, well, when did you hear our reaction? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It did. It did yeah. the two, and we were like, "Oh, oh my, my god. god!" And Deegan goes on the air of like, um, "Don't be a wimp." I'm like, "Don't be mean to it. <laughs> yeah, like, let's just talk exactly. to it. Like, you don't have to like make it mad. Like, yeah. just ask let's it. Let's not like, be, bring any negative juju into our house. Totally. Like, we don't need to make him mad. We have yeah. to live with this seriously." Seriously. And it's funny because I've been down there a couple of times and it just doesn't feel scary like it did the, that night. Huh. Like just so being did in Deegan there was weird. believe any of this before he saw all that? Um, let's think. Is he a little more freaked out now? Like, oh my gosh. No. And the funny thing is I thought Lucy would be freaked out because yeah. she sleeps downstairs. And um, it doesn't seem to bother her as much. Like, huh. And she used to be in that room. Yeah. Like she slept in there and it, she never said anything She's about got you for a anything. mom. I mean, come on now. <laughs> Motor yeah. crossing, bad bitch, boss, ghost hunter, podcaster, weirdo, owner, <laughs> nail technician, designer. <laughs> Who knows? God dang. Oh my gosh. You're just a woman of all things. Master all right, girl. Well, you know what? Right. You know what I'm going to say, right? Say it. Say it. I'm going to tell you, you need to stay curious, stay suspicious, and stay open until we see each other again next week. All right. Thanks, Melissa. Bye, everyone. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. 
by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.